Hello, hello. Okay, so today I am going to teach you the easiest way to write an email that converts. And I know that sounds like a marketing hook. I know it sounds like a big promise, but I can tell you that I have learned a lot about email copy in the last few years. I have experimented a ton, and this single thing has made the biggest overall difference in the way that I do things, and um, it works. I've seen it work time and time again, and I'm really excited to teach it to you today. Welcome to Your Intentional Life. I'm Brittany Bailey, and I am on a mission to build a seven-figure business without sacrificing the intentional life that I worked so hard to create. So far, I've been blessed to grow my business from the ground up, write for some amazing people, and work with some of the top marketing minds out there. But I am not done yet. Follow along as I take you behind the scenes in my business to talk about marketing, mindset, manifestation, and how intentional living plays into everything that I do. If you're anything like me, you don't just let life happen to you. You're always curious, always learning, and always grabbing the reins. Service providers, coaches, course creators, and all kinds of intuitive entrepreneurs have a home here. So let's build your intentional life. Okay, so about a year and a half ago, I was writing emails, teaser emails for ClickFunnels for the podcast Marketing Secrets. And if you're not familiar, Marketing Secrets is Russell Brunson, who's the co-founder of ClickFunnels. It's his podcast. And the way that it's run, kind of the style of it is very almost like informal. So he is, you know, sometimes he's like taking the trash out. He's playing with his kids. He's like doing these things and he's, he just pulls out his phone and he, you know, brain dumps a podcast episode. And it's really good. It keeps it, you know, the content is like fresh of mind. It's exactly what he's going through in the moment. Um, It's great. But on the flip side for the team, sometimes it would be you know, we'd be waiting for the episode, especially because I'm on the East Coast. So I'd be waiting for the episode. And that meant that I would have to write something very quickly. And so I had to kind of do a lot of experimenting to, to, to see like what was going to be the most efficient way for me to write an email that did the content justice because the episodes were so good. They were really, really good. But I also didn't have a lot of time to what was going to be the best hook? What was going to be the best thing? Like it had to, it had to happen fast, right? So I experimented a little bit with templates. I would, um, you know, try to brain dump some hooks or some subject lines before I actually got the the full episode. Um, I would kind of like try to piece some things together first. Like I tried all these different ways to speed up the process. And one day, it uh, the episode came through. And there was something with the the editing and something like that. And basically, I ended up at the end of his episode. Um, and so at the end of his episode, he was kind of recapping like what was going to, what what he talked about and, and how it was going to impact the listener. And so I brain dumped that onto the Google Doc and was about to go back and listen to the whole episode. And I had this idea to just decide to to write out the full call to action first, and then I would go back to the front of it, right? And so I had, you know, I had the like the unique thing that the listener was going to get when they listened to this episode. I had kind of his summary and I wrote the call to action. So it was like, listen to this episode to, you know, get the, get the five tools you need to whatever, the number one tool you need to whatever, right? I had that. And then the craziest thing happened. I went back to, you know, the start of the episode and all of a sudden, all of these hooks that I had kind of like started to half form and all of these subject lines that I had been thinking of, I could immediately get rid of two thirds of them. 
because I knew what exactly what my call to action was. And obviously going into an email like this, you know that your call to action is going to be listen to the episode. You know kind of what the hook is, right? But once I had actually like formulated it out and like picked out what specific things I was going to call out, everything else in the email fell into place. I could immediately get rid of options that were kind of like clouding up my field of vision. And so I started to kind of play around with making this the way that I wrote the teaser emails. And so I would get the episode and I would actually listen to the whole episode. um, But then I would start to write the call to action first. I wouldn't think about hooks quite yet. I wouldn't think about the subject line quite yet. I would think about the call to action only. What was the one thing that they were going to get from the episode? And then I would go back and pick out a hook that would match it. So it's almost like if you can picture... Um, with an email writing it the traditional way from the top to the bottom, you would be starting out drawing a line on one side of your paper, and then you would kind of stop midway through, and then you would draw a line from the other side of the paper with your call to action. And sometimes they would miss, right? And that really is what takes time when you're writing an email, is making the email flow perfectly. It makes making the email not too long and not too rambly, and making things like super cohesive. Every single word is targeted at that call to action right? Like that's the ultimate goal of direct response. That's the ultimate goal of a good email is that everything is super purposeful. Everything has its place. You are all directing to this one singular call to action, right? When I started to write emails from the bottom up, I realized that it immediately made my hooks not only better, but I could get to the hook so much faster, which solved my problem of how do I write this really, really good content in a, in, in a faster way, in a quicker way, right? So I would start to do this more and more. I would listen to the episode. I would, cra- I would craft the call to action. Then I would write the hook and then I would bridge everything together. More and more, I would do it again and again. And then people in the ClickFunnels team would start to notice. They'd be like, whoa, we literally just got this episode. How'd you do it so fast, right? And this is what I was doing. I was writing the email from the bottom to the top. And so then I started to think about maybe we can apply this to other methods, other different types of emails, right? So we have, this is a teaser email, but of course we know that there are abandoned cart emails. There are promo emails. There's all these other kinds of emails. So I started to experiment with that. And what I would do was I would write the Um, call to action first. And then I would go up and I would brainstorm the hooks, just the hooks that made sense with that call to action. And then I would meet the two together in the middle. Now I call it a bridge. So it's basically hook, bridge, call to action, but we actually write call to action, hook, bridge. Like that's the order that I write things in. And so um, I started to do this more and more. My speed started to increase. I started to know with almost like a gut-like feeling what hooks were going to make sense what uh, subject lines were going to make sense. I could sort through things so much quicker. And it was so interesting to me because I always knew what my call to action was in a campaign, of course. Like I would go into the promo email and I'd be like, okay, we're going to try to get people to sign up for this web class. Like I knew that always. But it wasn't until I sat down and like wrote out the call to action. What objection was I going to throw in there and overcome? Like what phrase was I going to use? Like until I could actually see it out on paper, 
I didn't quite know what the call to action was, which is what I realized. Even though I I knew it in my head, like I knew we were going to, this was our ultimate call to action until I saw it written out, until I saw the whole thing, like join us here. Remember, you know, this kind of thing, like until I saw it all written out, I didn't quite have my hands around the call to action. And it was so interesting to me because if you would have asked me, I would have said, of course, I know exactly what the call to action is going to be. But once I saw that, and once I started writing it out first, then when I went back up and was picking out hooks, it was so quick. It was so easy for me to say, okay, boom, I know this hook. I know this is going to work. And then I would make the bridge and it would be done. Like the email would feel solid. Every word would be pointed at the call to action. It would have a purpose, right? And so I started to do this more and more and more. And then, um, I would start to do it. We would have these like basically master campaigns. And I teach all about this in email copy school, which is actually open now. So if you go to emailcopyschool.com, you will see all the information there. If this is something that's really interesting to you, um, we would start to create a master doc for, uh, campaigns, right? And so we would lay out the whole campaign. We would put the date, we would put the subject, like just the, the place for the subject line. We would put the signature and then I would go in and I would write all the calls to action. And then I would go to the top and then I would write the subject lines and the hooks. And then I would go back and bridge things together, right? I was working on one email at a time after that. So I wasn't just writing a hook, a hook, a hook, but um, to make things, to make sure that things are flowing, but doing it that way, it was like all of a sudden we could see, like, do we need um, another email? Do we need, you know, two to go out on Sunday? Do we need, like, it started to take shape so much more tangibly. Like it just made it so much more. Um, we knew exactly what the, what the false objections were going to be. We knew what the false beliefs were going to be. We knew what hooks we had to come up with. We would even know like collateral, like, oh, maybe we should, can we grab that video from this person? Can we do this from this? Like, cause we knew what, what would be the most ideal, content for this be based on the call to action that I wrote, right? It completely flipped the way that I was writing. It made it faster and it made every single word more targeted. This is honestly one of the biggest turning points in my writing career was starting to write this way. It made everything fall into place. Like I was good individually at writing hooks. I was good individually at writing subject lines. I was good individually at persuasive language, right? But when I put that piece first, it triggered everything else and it made everything else fall into place so much faster. And I could actually like get my hands around the email versus starting at the top and just looking at this blank doc and being like, well, this is a objectively, this is a good subject line. Like there are a lot of good subject lines. There are a lot of good hooks. There are a lot of good um, especially when you're writing for someone like Russell, I mean, everything that he says in his, in his podcast is great. So like, you can't really pick out a bad hook necessarily, but once you know, like with that one piece of, of information that is like the most juicy, the best, like what they need to get out of it. Once you know that and you put it into the call to action and you're able to like formulate it, then it's so easy to not just pick an objectively good subject line, but to pick the right subject line and faster, right? And so that, like, I'm so grateful for that experience that made me have to do things differently. If I would have had a week and a half to do 
the the email for his podcast, like I I might not have ever come up with this system because I wouldn't have had the the pressure of okay, we have to get this out tonight. Like I wouldn't have had that and I might not have been looking for creative ways, right? I might have still been sorting through every hook that came to mind to see like, well, yeah, that's technically a good hook. Let's see if it works. And just plugging in these different ones. It took me forever to start an email, right? This way, it's so much faster and I am, am every single thing that I'm plugging in has such a purpose. And you can tell, like when I go back and look at emails that I wrote, you know, like in October of 2000. 18 versus like October of 2019. Obviously, I was writing a lot more by that point. Like, there's just objectively some, you know, differences, but I can tell when I started using this method. Like, I can tell that words are more targeted. I can tell that I was starting with the end in mind, right? Even though that's what I thought I was doing to begin with, right? This is the method now that I use for all kinds of email copy. Every single, every single email that I write, I write the call to action first. I write the whole call to action, not just join us now with the link and then my signature. I write the call to action, like the, what are we, like when we're transitioning to be sure to do this, set time aside out in your calendar, like whatever the, the, the actual call to action is, not just the link, not just, you know, that, but the verbiage around it, what we're going to say to them, what might be popping into their head, all of that, even the PS, I write like, I'll write the call to action, the signature, and then the PS. And then I go back up to the top because that's the important part, right? Everything else in the email centers around that. Then my hooks are so easy for me to figure out. So that is my tip for you. That is the easiest way to write an email to convert that converts. And that is the fastest way to write an email that converts. I know I've been doing this now for a long time and this has been this singular thing. There's, I've learned so much. I've learned so much about email copy. And obviously there are so many tips and tricks and all these different things. But when I think about a fundamental thing that changed the way that I write, this is the singular um, this is the, this is the thing, right? This is what took me from, I would say a good writer to a great writer. Like this is, this is what made me, this was my turning point. This is my turning point. And so I hope that that's helpful for you as you know, we are in a time where email is just more important than ever, right? This is the way that even local businesses are now having to connect with their customers, um, you know, we're in a completely virtual world right now going through this, um, health crisis that we're all in. And so, um, hopefully this is helpful for you, no matter, you know, if you're writing for yourself, if you're writing for a client, if you're writing for both, um, hopefully that you will, you know, you'll see some value in this and, um, it will help you as you continue to communicate with your customers or your clients' customers. Um, remember email copy school is open as of right now. And um, I go over not only this, but I go over how to pull out hooks. I go over persuasive language and um, picking out false beliefs and tackling false beliefs. I talk about neurolinguistic programming and what kinds of uh, phrases and words to use as you are uh, persuading somebody and using it in your call to action. We talk about subject lines. Um, there's, ty- there's templates and swipe files and all of that within 
email copy school. So I would love to have you on the inside. If you go to emailcopyschool.com, you can get all the information that you need there. Um, this is something that I really have poured my heart and soul into. It is not just a course. It's something that I have put all of my attention on. If you know, if you follow me, you know that I haven't been on social media in probably about three weeks now. Um, this has been my whole focus. I hired someone to go through and make sure there are no content gaps, make sure that everything flows properly. Um, I recorded all of the, all of the lessons on audio because I'm an auditory learner and I know that a lot of you out there are as well. So I wanted to offer that option as well. So it really is, um, a full soup to nuts view on email copy, writing, campaign setup, all of the things, how many emails to send out, when to send them out, what kind of data to expect, how to read the data, how to edit your emails based on the data. Um, it's definitely something that is um, it's critical if you are emailing your list, if you're an entrepreneur, or if you uh, have somebody on your team who's emailing your list, um, this is a great thing to get for them as well. So emailcopyschool.com. Hopefully this is helpful for you. Hopefully um, you see the value in it and we'll talk soon. I hope that you're staying safe. Love you guys. Bye. How would you like to learn the skill I used to go from burned out service provider to in control business owner? In Email Copy School, I'll teach you how to master both the science and the art of this in-demand skill so you can serve your clients better, get more consistent work, and charge premium prices. Join us now at emailcopyschool.com. And remember, early bird bonuses are only around for a short time, so be sure to head over to emailcopyschool.com to secure your spot now.